Hello, welcome to Weekenders, surprisingly, a podcast about EastEnders. And dun dun dun, Beth, we have two episodes remaining after just watching these these ones just gone. Although maybe we should discount them forever. <laughs> I mean, I predicted this, didn't I? I said we've just had a heist episode. The next episodes are going to be a real come down. Mm. And they've been, it's like everyone's on acid who's written these episodes. What is going on? What a way to sort of unpick the fabric of everything that's been going. I don't, like, did they, did they know they were going to inevitably be in a situation where they were like, oh, we've built up all these storylines, quick, smash them to bits so no one asks when we come back. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Well, I know. I know. And, and, Whitney and sorry I'm working in reverse order again because at the end of the second episode Whitney and Greg I mean that's gonna kick off right that's gonna explode so there are a couple of things I'm dying to know how they play out yeah oh my gosh I what I don't want to play out is Phil running the Vic on his own that is soap opera suicide that is the worst that was the worst outcome of i think you and i thought we've always really talked about this as sharon should be in the vic and if phil's there so be it like if he's the sort of Mm -hmm. real um enabler to get to get her there fine yeah him on his own is not what we want nobody wants an old al ex-alcoholic white man brute running the Vic. No. That can't happen. And it, I, I don't think it will. How can you go from Danny Dyer and Linda to Phil? They can't nope. let that happen. They can't. I, I'll, that's really, that's going to be a disaster if that happens. No one, wa- no one wants this. I can't, I can't nobody, stress that enough. Nobody wants this. EastEnders, if you're listening... Nobody wants this. Hopefully they've had the pandemic to come up with something much better. But it's also like, what a weird flex from Phil. This, these whole, all of these, both of these episodes, just ultimatum wise, like it, it was never not a possibility that this could happen. So you wouldn't sort of willingly enter the way he did. So like he went for like, Feet first into this with Sharon, no matter what. There was this was always going to be a possibility. So, like, why are you treat it acting as if like this is um this how how has this happened? Like, what are you what? I know. And he's like, you're dead to me. What again? <laughs> <laughs> she she was dead to you a few weeks ago. Then she was like canonized. So she was like a saint. He had pictures of her blown up. He'd bought her a pub. <laughs> And I didn't realise it was all on the condition that she gave up her baby. I thought he'd just forgiven her. And then it was like, oh, okay. But he's, Phil's done that thing again. And it was funny because I was watching it and my mum was sort of in and out the room. And I was like, Phil's so nasty in these episodes. And mum was like, well, that's Phil. He is. that He always has been. And I was like, no, but you forget for a bit. It's like, it's like when you're seeing boys and you're like, oh yeah, he's all right. I haven't. And then, and then they behave awfully and you go, oh no, I forgot they had the potential to be awful. And then you yeah. forget again. But that happens with Phil. Like he's all right for a bit and he can be quite nice and sweet. And 
and then he's vile like to refer to a baby as that thing and it and an innocent baby to look at an innocent baby with that much contempt is probably one of the most evil things a human can do like wherever a baby's come from that baby is completely innocent and the way Phil's treated it is like you're like oh my god I forgot what a villain he actually is like yeah and so horrid and like lest we forget because a thing that really fucked me off again sorry to swear throughout this was he kept going he's my he was my boy Sharon no no he wasn't and not only is he not was he not your son your relationship with him was built on the foundation that you had Dennis Senior killed. Yeah. You, you, had a, you had a hit put out on him. Yeah. And now he's taking the moral high ground. It's utter insanity. He's ruined Sharon's life twice. 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 She needs to... I, the thing is, I don't know what job she's going to do. That's what worries me. I'm like, you don't need Phil, Sharon. You'll have a much better time with Caden. Give him a new name, but with Caden. And I mean, to be fair, Ian is awful, but you do want Ian as a best mate, don't you? Because you can just always live at his house. <laughs> <laughs> like, no question. She's just back. Yeah. Like, she never outstays her welcome there. To be fair, he's such a nice host. Yeah, he is. Sort of murder aside. <laughs> well, not but murder. Like, yeah, well, yeah. Tory councillor aside. But like, it's mad that she can just, she just goes and lives there. It's like, what job is she going to do? Where is she getting money from? Why does she always dress like she's in a nightclub? <laughs> like, she's always wearing these like, bat wing tops and like glitzy stuff and I'm like where are you going? Sharon is the queen of wearing the colour black. I've like never I rarely see her in any anything else. She's a goth. She's a goth. She's, she's a, a goth, she's a goth. blonde hair. And an orange tan. So yeah I don't know where this will sort of will there's so much to say on this whole thing because I don't know where we'll be. Phil can't get the Vic. I think there's already, uh, Mick and Linda are already sus about this money. Yeah. So whether, maybe, do you know, and as, as we know, Beth, there's two episodes left. Hard to get a lot of that resolved in two episodes. I wonder whether we'll come back in September and it won't be Sharon or Phil. It'll be a new family, a new someone, someone. I hope so. It has to be. They've got to do another Danny Dyer on it. They've got to just ramp it up now and just go for it. Yeah, no way is Phil getting that bit. I haven't had any castings through for my agent about it, so I don't think it'll be me, <laughs> which is a shame. That is a shame. Because I always hold out for a little... It sort of still keeps me in the acting game, because as you know, I write mainly, but I think, well, I'll still keep my acting agent on just in case that EastEnders casting comes through. Mm. Oh, I'd love to run the Vic. I'd be good at it. You would. Wouldn't I? You would. You just got the charisma. You've got the camaraderie. You've got it. You've just got it. I'm born to run an East End boozer in a soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I was born this way. 
sorry, maybe edit that out. I think I, cause I took some codeine and paracetamol before this. I might be, I might be talking nonsense. No, I love Apparently, it. I had a bit of podcast feedback earlier from my grandma who said that sometimes I talk really fast. Oh, I feel like we both do and maybe that's why I'm not picking it up. You don't I... apparently. No, you, I said oh. it's Jack as well and she was like, no, you always sound lovely. Sometimes I think, bloody hell Beth, you talk fast. So like, I'm really conscious of it now. Okay. I'll start having, I'll start having a spliff before episodes. <laughs> Calm me down. Um, let's move to, uh, okay, let's, I've got sympathy for the whole thing, but how many Denny funerals are we on now? Oh, I know, it's Memorial Central, isn't it? I, I can't, I can't, I can't I cope with it. And also, the gall of Ian. The shame, the shame. And now he's got to live with Dottie under his roof, knocking off Peter. So he's going to have a constant reminder of his blackmailer, the person who knows, the only person who knows. With, yeah, bloody Lurch in the corner. Lurch. That was weird, the whole Dottie and Lurch thing, wasn't it? Yeah. um, You messaged me this. Peter, since when was Peter a personal trainer? I don't know, but it's hilarious. (laughs) And just, just quickly, a nod to Dottie fixing a car now the other day i had to put air in my tires i think i might have a slow puncture and i had like oil or whatever the dirt is that gets on your hand when you put (laughs) air in your tires i was covered in it it was all over my hands it was all over my face she changed a starter motor (laughs) and she had one tiny splodge of black on her face and her hands nothing on her hands she's wearing skinny jeans a top, i mean absolute madness we've all seen the state of mechanics they really stretch my belief sometimes jack and it really upsets me yeah yeah just That's like licking a donut like eating a donut without licking your lips like that is easier than fixing a car without getting any grease or oil on you it just like, Things need to be paired back because I haven't got a clue. Why is she the only one running the arches? Lord knows. I just haven't got, I've lost the plot with what's going on everywhere because there's just no commitment to detail, not even attention to detail. No, no commitment to detail. You're right, actually. They have lost a lot of commitment to detail. And I think we started to notice this with the call centre when <laughs> luckily, again, my grand told us it was a pest control centre. But like... Yeah, they're just not paying attention to details. Like, stuff just comes out of nowhere. Also, like we were saying about, like, Karen obviously isn't going to Croydon now. So that was a false alarm. Mm. Good, because I want to keep her on the square, because she's class. But, like, I mean, we all know what moving house is like. You definitely have to hand in your notice, and there's always someone else moving in straight away, especially in London. Yeah. How did they just reverse that? What happened with the other place they were going to? I just want a line in there for a bit of believability where Karen calls the landlord and goes, have you got anyone else in yet? Can we stay? Just something. Yeah. And that's it. That It becomes so hard then to engage or invest in people because you're like, there's no stakes here because you're not addressing the things that I would care about in the real world. Exactly. There are no stakes. I didn't believe that Karen was going because I was like, 
obviously Sharon's going to change her mind. And yeah. there was just like no anticipation to it. Sort it yeah. out. Sort it out. But sort it out. We are. <laughs> what do you feel about Karen and Billy? Well, I found it really funny when Mick was like, look, Billy was with Honey, who is an absolute dreamboat. Mm. I don't think they were his words, but they are mine that I'd use because she is one. Facts. So he must be absolutely cracking in bed. And I don't want to think about that. No. But he must be. And him and Karen, I think there is a, a nice little sort of affection and spark between them. But this love triangle that they're in now, I just can't deal with that. Nah. Nah. It's kind of not believable, is it? Well, it's just like... I don't know. Why, why, where was Mitch's... A, a sort of commitment to it before I don't I know it feels I mean but I, I guess maybe that's true to life sometimes you don't want something until you can't let until you know it's you like you can't have it that does, perhaps, yeah, that does work but just like the whole that whole bit with Billy and the flower bomb I guess I like by that point I was like I'm out oh yeah I kind of zoned out a bit then and Chantelle in the background how does nobody notice that she's constantly like a rabbit in headlights she's constantly anxious nobody notices her dad did for a bit then got bored because he got obsessed with karen again <laughs> like yeah and that i feel like the gray and chantelle thing might be building up to another like little mo kind of scenario do you because yeah. it is he's horrific he's horrible and he put the on the car and Oh my God, he's the absolute pits, isn't he? Yeah, he and he's gonna. He's definitely gonna start the same thing with Whitney as well. Controlling her like that, mm -hmm. yeah. and it's gonna be. It's gonna be like interesting because it'll be two. We'll see him juggle these two sort of abusive relationships. I think. Yeah, because did you notice? Um, that this is the most serious discussion we've ever had about Eastenders, I think. But um, it is a serious subject matter. Um, did you notice how it was really, it was, it was very nuanced actually for Eastenders. But like when Whitney was reliving what happened with Leo in the kitchen, he was getting a real kick out of it. Yeah, yeah. He was really enjoying how distressed she was and he was sort of like willing her on to keep. And I thought, Oh my god, you evil motherfucker! Yeah, it, it was for his benefit, right? Yeah, because there's no game for that. That her reliving that. So weird, and then also because that just means it's those little, seemingly little things at first, in which she'll finally sort of succumb and be like, "Actually, he's a protector." No, he's not, yes. and you just completely succumb to it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, there's that that stuff's gonna blow up. That storyline's gonna go mental. Yeah. Um sorry, just to quickly go back, wasn't it mad when Sharon said let's go and see Daddy Phil to the baby? Yeah. It's like Don't no. erase that. Don't want it. 
raise that. Um, so I feel like we should be like, let's let's try and talk about some of the comedy that has happened over the last couple of days. I'd like you to draw your attention to the comedy breakfast that Rainy has. It's sort of comedy slash horrific, like a horror comedy, like an episode of Inside Number Nine, where you're sort of going, oh my God. She had, <laughs> go on, you know what it is. What did she have? And Stuart had pre-ordered it and prepaid, which is a lovely thing to do Shrek-wise. But go on. Yeah, okay. So the Breakfast of Champions is famously a sausage roll and a muffin. With a black coffee. <laughs> Nobody's ever ordered that in the history of the world. No one's ever gone, do I fancy a sausage roll and a muffin and a black I, coffee? I saw, it's, it's like the breakfast for when you sort of want something sweet and meaty at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> you, want, you want like a coffee that sort of washes down a meaty taste. Yeah, going in hard for dessert as well as your sausage roll. And yeah, that was absolutely hanging that. What an odd choice. Like, what an odd choice. And I cannot stress that enough. Like, most people go for your standard bacon roll or, like, full English. But, like, oh, yeah, I always have a sausage roll and a muffin. Like, what? I also loved, she, like, sort of came in so proud, proud as punch. She was like, oh, I have a sausage roll and a muffin. Hey. <laughs> there it is. Like, that is my character. That's in my character Bible, in my little list. What does Rainy like to eat? Page 83. Oh, f- hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, they've given up, doesn't it, a bit? There's a weird vibe to the show at the moment. A really weird vibe. A really weird vibe. It just, it sort of feels like, quite simply, there's, there's just too much going on. It's, the ice is thin yeah everything is spread like i'm just like no pair it back pair it back pair it back yeah because it feels bloated and therefore i don't know just not not the one yeah there's so much going on and like nothing's explained properly like keegan just doesn't want to be with tiff at the moment and that's really sad like Mm -hmm. where have jack and denise gone like oh the ruby and martin thing that's fun that what is fun there stacy's going to be back isn't she yeah she's going to catch them is martin are martin and stacy still an item or are they broken up at the moment they are broken up this was another sort of long one long-winded one that happened at the last year where to protect Stacy from coming ever coming back to Walford after she had supposedly beaten up Phil, don't ask. He yeah. said he said to Stacy, "I'm with Sonia," but he wasn't. He just wanted her to be so uncomfortable that she wouldn't visit the square. But he was yeah. lying, so he sacrificed Stacy, and that's why he went off the rails. Yes. So now, so they, and then, and then we learned that Stacey has an off-screen boyfriend who was on screen. Right. Very briefly. Um, so that's fast forward to now and Ruby's got it, sort of got involved. And Max is there and that little foursome will be interesting. Yeah, it will. <gasps> Imagine Stacey and Max 
sleep together again. They slept together actually again, didn't they? A couple of Christmases ago, was it? The Nativity. Yeah, thing. yes, yeah. Hmm. He's got, yeah. I feel like Ruby's going to get hurt in this Ruby and Melton thing. Because she's allowed, this is the first time you've seen a bit of vulnerability from her because you can tell she likes him. Yeah, I like and Ruby it, a lot. So do I. But yeah, you can tell she likes him, so it's definitely going to go wrong because it's EastEnders. <laughs> I, I so badly want Chantal to be with, what's his name? Not oh, Jack. Right. Yeah. I want them to be together. Did you see that free son as he handed her a £10 note? That was sexy, that. He's going to come to the rescue. Fair dues. Whoever directed that scene, that was, that was really nicely done. How you can yeah. hand someone £10 and that be quite a sexy moment is, is, not, is not easily done. <laughs> £10 isn't the sexiest of the notes, so we'll see. It isn't, actually. What is the sexiest of the notes? 50, that's pretty sexy, isn't it? Mm. A 20s slender. Yeah, nice pur- it's purple as well. It's a nice mm. sexy colour, very Prince. Got a strong feminine energy to a £20 note. It has. The diva yeah. energy. I like that. I think, yeah, that, that's what's going to happen. She's got to, Grey's got to go. And those two have got to get together because they, they're a really nice couple. And on that note, Beth, is there, is there any other business? Because we've got two episodes left. Wild. That is wild. Um, no, I think that's it. I think I spent a lot. Well, I was messaging you while watching those episodes, wasn't I? Saying like, what is going on? Yeah, it was. It, they were mad. I, for one, am very excited um, for the vintage episodes that we've got coming afterwards because Emmerdale, my grand told me earlier that Emmerdale um, are doing lockdown episodes. So I do feel sad that EastEnders haven't done that. But mm. I hope, I'm looking forward to them giving us some good vintage stuff. Yeah, I can't wait for it. And we will be there to discuss and relive all the way through. Well. All right, then, Beth, um, I'll see you as we next time discuss the final two for a long time. I wonder if, they, if they're going to edit, like, I wonder if they had extra footage that they're going to make that final episode sort of feel like it's sort of, I don't, you know, I hope it, yeah, I hope it's sort of like a, a more enhanced um, duff duff cliffhanger rather than yes. just like Sharon looking at a, a picture. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I hope so. Even if they had like, they filmed like an insert that sort of showed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like showed the square going dark into lockdown. Mm. That would be cool. Interesting. All but, right, well, every, everything's crossed. Everything's crossed. See you um, later, darling. We'll catch up next week, yeah? Yeah, love it. Lots of love. Lots of love. Mm-hmm.